I didn't know how to love myself. I was a great businesswoman, but I really didn't know. And so I think it's important to, even when we talk about money, even when we talk about wealth and success, we can't leave our own well-being and health out of the picture. And so I think as women, it's important to start talking about all of this. And it's not just about the transactional things, because my life became very transactional, not transformational. And I'm trying to flip that. When I dreamt of the Harmony Moves podcast, I knew that I wanted to interview women who are influential business leaders in their industries, who are making a transformational impact on the world and in their communities. And I knew that one of the first women that I wanted to interview on the show is Jill Osier. She's the president and CEO of Teneral Sellers. And here we are in the foothills of California at the winery. And I am just so pleased and thrilled to be here with you today, Jill. Thank you, Stacey. But we have to do a toast. It's customary in the wine industry. And just so everybody knows, so when you do toast, we have to look each other in the eyes and then we have to drink immediately because you don't want any bad juicy juju coming oh, back no, at you. No, we don't so want any of that. Cheers to you. Cheers to you yes. and to, to big dreams, to dreaming bigger. Mm-hmm. Here's to big dreams and finding our true selves speaking up and speaking out. And how about using wine as a conduit for change? Love that. The wine industry. Can you please share how did your journey begin as a one of the few women-led, women-owned winemakers in the country? It's interesting. I came up to go to Berkeley, played softball in 1985. And I was so close in Berkeley to Napa that I, I really fell in love with wine. And I love how wine connected people. And I was in politics for a while. There was always great wine. At every party I went to, there was great wine. And it just seemed that for me, over the course of my life, the best conversations I've had, there's been wine on the table. And so I put up on my vision board to get into the wine industry. I was CEO of a tech company at the time. I met a CFO who had taken the largest nut company in the world public, knew everything about wine. And we just started talking about, wouldn't it be great to own a wine company? And so after the economy crashed in the 2008, 7-ish timeframe, we realized that there was an opportunity to get into the wine industry on the distribution side. And so we did that. We built a healthy wine company. We came up to El Dorado County, moved up here, started farming, not just making wine, but we bought a winery out of Watsonville, out of Central California, and moved up here. The dirt is beautiful up here. There's no water issues. There's no production restrictions like Napa has. And the dirt and the quality is equally as good as Napa, but it costs a fourth, if not a fifth, if not a tenth of what Napa costs. So we did that, grew very successful company. But for me, everything changed when COVID hit. I had already known this, but I was feeling like I really couldn't speak my truth a lot. And our business styles were very different. He was from the UK, so he leads by chain of command. And being a former competitive athlete, everything for me has always been about teamwork and collaboration and co-creating. And so I feel like we're better together. We don't put people in into their spots and say, you've got to stay there. So some of that 
discourse started to percolate. And then following the murders of Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery and George Floyd, I brought our executive team together, which was myself and three other men. And I said, we really need to do a post around Black Lives Matter because we had diversity of employees, investors and customers. And how do we not speak up and say something? Because the whole world, our country was hurting and there was so much division. And so I said, why don't I craft something? And if everybody's in agreement, we'll post it. So we posted it. And the following morning, there was a very unexpected and threatening email waiting for me when I woke up. But all four of us were on the email, but the email only said, Dear Jill, how dare you post this Black Lives Matter post? This political post will damage me both personally and professionally. And if you don't take it down, I'm going to ask for your resignation. And if that doesn't work, I'm going to hire attorneys to sue our own company. And this was from our largest investor. The week that followed was really interesting because we had wine bloggers praising us for being one of the first winery groups to take a leadership position. So they're like, patronize their three tasting rooms, come support them. They're doing the right thing. We had some wine club members that quit because they believed the same thing that our investor did, that somehow if we're supporting Black Lives Matter, we weren't supporting our local police or other institutions. And honestly, if they just looked at our body of work, we've always been one of the biggest donors up here. I mean, I worked at Special Olympics for 15 years, so I'm always at fundraisers, the one getting other wineries to do live auction items and getting the bids up and, and always giving back and supporting. But people just made their own judgment without really looking at our body of work and past judgment in that way. And then our investor kept asking for my resignation and asked for a board meeting at the end of the week. And, and we did meet and the board voted that we would keep the post up, but we'd also never use our voice moving forward. And I was the only dissenting vote on that. But I was really proud to lead that effort. And we were all home because COVID. And I just started to say, what am I doing as a leader in the wine industry to be part of the solutions that I want to see? I was born in a Jewish family, Reformed Jew, but we were taught to kun olam, which is to repair the world. And before you repair the world, you repair your community. Before your community, your family. I've been on the front line of many social and racial justice fights. So that comes normal to me. Using my voice was instrumental for me to be successful as a collegiate athlete, as a catcher. So I realized how tamed I had become in this industry that's so steeped in tradition and dominated by men. And so I just started looking at data and I came to find that there's only 10% female winemakers, 0.1% black winemakers, men and women. Wow. Female sommeliers are making 70 cents on the dollar to their male counterparts. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And yes, while there are women who work in tasting rooms, those aren't leadership positions, the majority of them. But when you look at the industry as a whole, there are very few women in leadership positions and even fewer women of color. Yet almost 70% of all wine is purchased by women and the industry doesn't reflect its largest customer. So I just started saying, like, I know I was put on my the earth to use my voice. I need to mm -hmm. do something else. And then I thought I was done doing the research, Stacey. But then I came across the World Economic Forum study and it says, while women are more motivated than ever to fight for equality, if we don't do things disruptively different, it will still take 208 years in this country for women to achieve full equality. Not in the world, in this country. And we all know equity isn't equality. So add equity in there. We don't have more time to waste. So I don't know, something woke up in me that day and I gave myself permission to go out on my own and do what I've probably known all along was the right thing to do. I just maybe didn't have the courage at the time or I don't know. When I gave myself permission, it unlocked something inside of me and Teneral Cellars came pouring out of me in an instant. And I hadn't given it an ounce of thought. I thought, you know what? I'm going to build a company that is women owned and run. And we're going to be on a mission to reshape the industry to reflect its largest customer. We're going to sustainably farm and produce our wines because that's critically important to take care of Mother Earth. 
We're going to make sure that all of our vendors and suppliers are women and minority-owned companies because if I just did half, I feel like I'd be carbon neutral and not disruptive. And we have to do something disruptive to change that number. And then I, I knew all along because I come from working in charity, but I knew I was an entrepreneurial spirit, so I had to do it my way. And I always thought I could probably do more impact being out on my own in a for-profit than actually trying to fit my entrepreneurial spirit into a nonprofit environment. So we donate 10% of profits back to organizations that empower women and fight for gender and racial justice. And so we launched a few months later, October 1st of 2020. And we've been on a mission ever since to make phenomenal wines, to use our wines as a conduit for change so that when you open a bottle, we can open the necessary conversations. And at the core of it is just harnessing the power of business for good and doing it in a way that feels authentic to me and quite frankly, authentic to women. Well, that's outstanding, Jill. Can you share a little bit about about some of the organizations that you've been giving back to? Sure. Our very first collection that we did honored the legacy of former Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and we gave back to the National Women's Law Center because they actually fight for women's rights and equity and equality. We have supported the National Network of Abortion Funds with our collection that was fighting for women's fundamental rights. And again, some people might say that some of our the things we do are political, but that whole collection was fighting for a woman's right to choose. Your choice is your choice. We just believe that to be treated as an equal citizen in this country, that a woman should have a right to make a choice on her own of her own body. And we also supported the Supermajority, which is an organization that helps women get elected because we know when women are in elected positions, they will make sure that no one goes hungry, yes. that they care about everyone. And it's really important. We did a women's health collection and we supported Padma Lakshmi's charity, the Endometriosis Foundation of America. And we had a bottle that had the uterus on it. We had a bottle that had a pair of breasts on it and a bottle that had that heart. And these are three really important important issues. So one yes, in 10 people with a uterus, here, right? yep, will be impacted with endometriosis. One in eight women will be diagnosed with breast cancer. One in three women in this country will die of cardiovascular disease. For us, we get really involved with those charities so that we can then be educated and then we can give our community the proper questions and the dialogue so that you can have these important conversations. And why not do it over wine? And wine helps everybody relax a little bit. You can have meaningful conversations. We guide people along the way so that you also have facts so that right now it's unfortunate, but we're in a time of a lot of divisiveness and it's hard when we disagree. And we've kind of moved past this point where we can agree to disagree. We just get into, if you're not on my side, we can't be in the same room anymore. We really want to bring people together and recognize that we all have more in common than we don't. And so we try to do a very, a lot of mindful themes around things that are important that we can educate and inspire, allow people to drink great wine in the process. Gave me the courage to just say, I'm out, I'm doing this. And then again, it, it just unlocked something in me where Tenerol Cellars came pouring out of me. And it was so clear, Stacy, when I gave myself permission and something unlocked, it was like, never had I even given it a thought, yet I could see the logo I wanted the dragonfly because a dragonfly represents the transformation I want to see in the world. And it reminds us to be the light. And literally in brainstorming in a matter of days, we came up with Tenerol, which is when a dragonfly comes out of its cast and it's in its most vulnerable state. Its wings are colorless and it can't fly. But within a few days, it gets its full colors in its wings, spreads its wings and takes off with amazing power and grace or grit and grace. 
And that represents all women to me. We have that power within us. We just have to claim our power, spread our wings and fly and be it and see it and do it. Right. And I was that vulnerable dragonfly. I was stuck in a position where I was leaving the best part of myself at the door every day. So can you tell me a little bit about or share your story? How did that all come about? Yeah, because I started Tenoral Sellers in the beginning of COVID, a very bold time to start a new company. Um, (laughs) We were only e-commerce because everything was shut down. So and e-commerce had grown more in eight weeks than it had in the previous eight years. So we were completely e-commerce only. So I didn't have a physical location. I didn't have a tasting room. When things changed with COVID and people were getting out again, it was really clear to me last year that we needed a physical location. We needed a place where people could come together and gather, a place to purpose. I was looking at actually building from the ground up, but Honestly, with the price of construction, how it gone through the roof, it was starting at 500 a square foot. So it didn't seem very feasible to me. And I live in about 13 minutes from where we are right now on a vineyard up in El Dorado County and the Wine Navy Fair Play. And the broker that had sold me that property called me and said, there's a beautiful property in Amador County, which is the neighboring wine region. And he said, I really think you need to take a look at this. It's really unique. It's a profitable business. It's cash flowing. It's predictable and stable. And the couple's retiring, but it's 40 acres. It has 26 acres of vineyards. It has a full production winery, a tasting room, and it has a five-star boutique hotel on it, which is where we're sitting right now. That was a little overwhelming to begin with because I'm like, I don't know how to run a hotel. I know hospitality for sure, but came down and took a look and six bedrooms. So it wasn't overwhelming when I took a look at it, but the property is absolutely stunning. And when I walked on the property and felt the energy, like where we are now and behind us here, when you walk outside, there's a beautiful feminine energy here. And as you said, when you're walking through the vineyards, there are dragonflies everywhere. And there's a beauty and a power in the iridescence of a dragonfly. So when I walked on this property and saw this, it was just, for me, the first thing that came to mind was absolutely the perfect home for Teneral sellers. But in business, a lot of times you don't want to have property in the same company as the actual brand. So I thought about another enterprising women's sister, uh, Tracy Prigmore, who I had met at the conference the previous year. And she's an award-winning real estate developer and a hotelier. And for me, I thought, you know what? This is the perfect opportunity for me to walk the walk and talk the talk and to create a property fund where we could bring women together to build wealth through real estate and allow women the opportunity to be part of the collective economy. And I've also always been a very true big component of diversity and Tracy brought diversity to the table because I believe we're better when we have a diversity of thoughts and experiences at the table. And if we're going to represent every woman and those that are marginalized, then we have to have all those voices at the table. And so bringing Tracy's expertise to the table was amazing. And then we put together a property fund. We went out to Women Presidents Organization that I'm a member of. So we have a lot of WPOs. Yes, yes yeah. as, we're, as you are. We're yes. WPO yes, sisters. We are. And then Phyllis Newhouse had offered me the opportunity with along with Stacey Abrams. So the two of us got to present at WPO an opportunity. And when I started Tenoral Sellers, I had my WPO sisters in my front view because I thought if I could have women business owners as my founding 50 members of Tenoral Sellers, then not only will they be great ambassadors, but they also have companies. So they could think about us for corporate gifting. They could bring folks up here. They could now here, they could do retreats here. This is a beautiful place to hold a corporate retreat or to do a brand launch or a celebration or just personally when you need time off. I've had WPO sisters come up here and once they got here, they're like, Jill, the 
videos and the photos were stunning, but when you get here, nothing okay. describes the feeling like when you're here and you think you're in the middle of Tuscany. And so, and as women, especially as women business owners, it can be really lonely being at the top. And you oftentimes don't feel like you have a place to go to retreat and to fill up your tank. And so when you come here, you let us take care of you and you could sit outside and you could write or you could plan or you could read a book and do nothing. Have a glass of wine in your hand, sit out by the fire pit. But it's a magical place. There was no question when I got here that we not only knew there was a big business opportunity because the couple that was retiring did this more as a hobby. And so there was five streams of income on the property and none of them were maximized. And so looking at that, we knew that we could deliver great investment returns for our investors, but also allow women to be part of something that often they're left out of. Women are often not given the opportunity to invest. And I have to say, I am so proud to be an investor in this beautiful vineyard and winery and historical winery. You yeah, know? I mean, we're, so, like, we're so proud to have you part of the yeah, Stacey, seriously. And, and to, to get together with the WPO sisters and with you and Tracy to make history. And I'm proud to share that with my daughter and my mom and everybody in my community that like it's possible. And I appreciate you for having that vision and that dream and going for it and making that opportunity available for women like me who are looking to invest in things that we believe in that are going to make an impact that are changing the course of history. Yeah. Well, thank you. And it's, you know, what's been really nice is that word has already gotten out around town and we've made a couple new hires. Like I will never poach someone else from another winery because I believe that the rising tide lifts all boats. But we've literally had people call me and say, hey, Jill, I heard, first of all, congratulations, you know, on the acquisition, but I heard your mission is to elevate women and inspire change. And I'm really not happy where I am. I'd love to come and interview with you. And we've brought on some really phenomenal people. And then I just got literally in the mail two days ago, this brochure, and it's from a woman who says, congratulations. I just want you to know I'm the only woman-owned farming company in Amador County. And I would love to talk to you. And I'm like, yes, because yes. like, that's so important to me. Yeah. And I didn't even know one existed. You were inspiring yeah. change. So it's really great. And I do believe that you put the energy out. That's what you attract. And I'm trying to change culture. A lot of people that work here have worked in environments that have not been healthy. And it's not easy because I'm trying to say it's okay to show up with your feelings. It's okay to express what you need. Because every human being wants to be seen, heard, and valued. So why shouldn't you be seen, heard, and valued at work? And you know what? Some people are going to show up and have had a tough morning or a tough evening with personal stuff. We all should be supporting each other. We work more than we do anything else. That's true. But that old belief that you should leave all that at home, that you shouldn't have friends at work, says who? We should challenge all of the systemic beliefs that have been pushed on us from the time, expectations, the sexism, the gender roles, all of that. And question, does that fit for us? Does that feel authentic and in alignment and integrity with who you are? I've been doing that now for three years and it's changing everything. Everything. I mean, after I started this company, I realized that I had been in a marriage for 33 years, together for 36 years. And even though we hadn't been living together for four and we hadn't been emotionally, physically or spiritually connected for 10, I kept telling myself that I'm starting a new business. I'm changing the world. I don't have time to file for divorce. Our, my, our kids are adults, so it's no big deal. But I realized, how do I live in 
integrity and alignment with my highest self if I'm still married. And I realized I couldn't. So I picked up the phone and made the call and it was like a 50 ton weight. And so it's it's like a dragonfly. So dragonflies have three stages in their life. There's the egg stage, then there's the nymph phase where they live underwater. That's the longest period. And then there's their adulthood. But when they're underwater for almost two years, they molt almost 14 times, which is they shed their old shell and and become a different version of themselves. And I realized that I thought I had already gone through my transformation phase. Little did I know that there's so many phases that I keep shedding old parts of me. And now I'm excited about what's coming next. Because then I realized, well, I deserve to have a great relationship. I'm, it's not just about work all the time. And what does that look like for me? But then I realized for me to have a great relationship, I actually have to learn to love myself yeah. because all the things that I got constantly pushed at me as a child, all the things that girls and women have to do. I was putting everyone else's needs ahead of mine. I didn't know how to love myself. I was a great businesswoman, but I really didn't know. And so I think it's important to, even when we talk about money, even when we talk about wealth and success, we can't leave our own well-being and health out of the picture. And so I think as women, it's important to start talking about all of this. And it's not just about the transactional things, because my life became very transactional, not transformational. And I'm trying to flip that. Well, well, thank you for being vulnerable, just like that dragonfly and, and sharing your story and your journey. Can you share what is next? Like, what is your vision for what you're building here? Yeah, thank you. Thanks for allowing me to share that. We have a beautiful tasting room. Now we acquired this brand called Wilderotter. That's the Wilderotter couple that is retiring. So we have three years to transition that name out. So we bought all their inventory and business. So we have all the Wilderotter wines in the tasting room right now, but we've started to bring Teneral Cellars wines into the tasting room. And then phase two will be Teneral Cellars at Wilderotter Vineyards. And then phase three will be all Teneral Cellars. But I think that this, the Grand Reserve Inn that we're sitting in now plays a big part of what our future looks like because this is a perfect place to gather and to purpose. And so we really want to get the word out that for C-suite teams, for companies, this is a great place to have a retreat. And we also want to create a lot of events that are intentional. So we're just trying to think about, you know, what are the needs of women everywhere? And we want to create some great events here. Mother-daughter events. Mother-daughter events, music events, healing events, just all of that, empowering events. How do women get on boards? For me, I'm really passionate about, in that study we talked about, the World Economic Forum study, while women are getting more seats on boards, more C-suite positions, we won't impact that 208 number if we don't show up with our authentic voice. And what we're finding from a lot of studies is that women are on boards, but they're not speaking their truth because yeah. they still don't feel they're like they have a voice. They're speak up. They're not, yes. they don't have the confidence. Yes. Don't, yep. So I think when we teach women how to get on boards, we also need to make sure they understand the importance of- The value yes. of their perspective yes. and of their voice. Yes. And it is important because if they don't speak their truth- how are things going to change? So that's really important. The other thing is, I think, as we talk about empowering women, it's also really important to talk about the things that we do have the power to control and to change. We're 52% of the population. And so if women would just be intentional and conscious about how we spend our money. That's right. And no one we stops us from that. The power of the purse. The power of the purse. We control most purchasing decisions. Yep. We're 52% of the population. We are fighting for so many things like a woman's fundamental rights to make a choice about her body, a lot of things. No one takes away our power of where we spend our money. 
But it's always interesting to me when somebody says, and I say, why don't you join our wine club? And they're like, oh, I'm already a member of three wine clubs or four wine clubs or five. And I said, well, how many of those are women owned and run? How many of them sustainably farm and produce award-winning wines? And how many of them donate 10% of profits back to organizations that empower women and fight for gender and racial justice. We have to be conscious and intentional about where we're spending our money. Mm -hmm. And there are so many amazing women-owned companies. I mean, there's the W Marketplace, which is like an Amazon for all women-owned products. So sometimes we have to say, I know Prime can be really enticing to people, but do we really care about the change we want to see in the world. And if we do, maybe it's okay if it takes two days for your product to get there, (laughs) but we're actually, we're impacting the change we want to see in the world. So I'm on a mission to make sure people are intentional like that. Go into the store. Yes. Cheers to that, Stacey. Yes. Yes. I'm on the same mission. Turn a product over and see if there's a WeBank certification on there or see the story because most women will put a story on a package. And I think the story matters. And just like when you buy your wine, it's important as women that we know what's in our wine and we're not really regulated in this industry like food products. A lot of wine companies put crap in the wine. As a woman that is in her menopausal years, sugar level is really important for me. We never add any sugar or concentrate. We don't farm with any pesticides, but it's important to know where your product's coming from. We're starting to make lower alcohol wines. That's that's in the future for us. We all want to drink wine, but we certainly don't want it to be knocking us out. And there's been a history in the wine industry when Robert Parker, who was one of the most renowned critics who, if he gave you a good rating, you could sell wine everywhere, but his palate was really high alcohol wine. So the whole industry started to make more high alcohol wines. That doesn't really bode well for women. And so we're just trying to be conscious and intentional about everything we do from how we produce wine, how we grow kind of events that we host here. We're going to be doing lots of different events at the tasting room with music and food pairings. And we have our wine club release coming up and we'll have foods that are paired with every new bottle that we release. So when we acquire this property, we actually have a great winemaker and his name is Sam, but he's retiring at the end of next year. So we're bringing in a full-time winemaker to be mentor, a woman that will be mentored under him so that she can be our head winemaker. Yeah. But you know what? We also love great men and Sam is wonderful. He makes phenomenal wines and he's been part of the history of this property. And I didn't want to not honor that, but he's also really excited to mentor someone. And so that's a great opportunity for us to bring a woman in as in a leadership positions because at Tenerol, because I didn't have a physical location, I used different female winemakers, but they were all consultants, but we want a full-time female winemaker in here. Sometimes I send you a random text message when I'm out to dinner in Houston and I'm looking at the wine menu and I'm like, where's Tenerol Cellars? You know, how can I get some wine at this five-star restaurant from my sister's winery? What is the future like? How can we support Tenerol Cellars and ensure that people around the country are able to um, have this amazing wine? So we are building our wholesale program and wholesale is very different than the direct-to-consumer we do in the tasting room or on e-commerce. So we have to build out lots of inventory for wholesale so that you've got a couple years of inventory which in the winery waiting for that. Because once you have a product on a shelf, you can't run out. So it's a big investment, which we're doing. But I've also been searching for women-owned distributor because once we start selling to outside the state, we have to have a distributor. It's the one industry that is still 
regulated in like barbaric times. I mean, the distribution of the three tier system in alcohol was put in place during prohibition and it's never changed. I can't sell wine to a restaurant in Houston if I don't have a distributor. Distributor is going to want to take a third of my profits and then the restaurant needs to make it. So it's all these pieces. It's a complicated system Mm -hmm. and we want to go there. That's why it's such a high markup. It is because everybody has to make their margins. So, and it is what it is, but we're trying to find the right partners to really partner with because a lot of the big distributors, they don't build brands, they're order takers. So there's a couple big players like Southern Wine and Spirits and Glazers and these big boys, and they sell both liquor and wine, and they pretty much go in and they're just taking orders. And so a lot of times when you go to a big restaurant, all those wines are coming from one distributor's portfolio. So it's hard to break in, but we know we will because we have a great story. We're certified as a women-owned company and we can work through supplier diversity, segments of some of the big stores which we're working on. But I think the best way people can support us is go online if you can't come and visit to tenerelsellers.com, buy the wine, taste the wine, and then you can talk to your restaurant about bringing the wine in because that's the best way that for us to get in those restaurants. I'd prefer though to get into some of the big boxes first because they'll order or pallets of wine versus a case of wine. And then you become in the, we're delivering wine all the time. But I think the best way is to do that and then to come in and visit us when you can and have that experience because we'll give you a great experience. But it's definitely part of our future because the more we can have a national presence in wholesale and be in the big supermarkets or Target or some of these big stores, then the more impact we're going to make, the more women we can elevate in the business and the more we can really give back to the charities that are doing the necessary work to create a world that's more equitable for all women and those marginalized. So what are you dreaming bigger about these days? I love that question. I really do. Because so sharing my story from the outside by appearances, people could say, well, you know, you've made it. Look at this place. Who wouldn't want to own this? I like the dragonfly. I know there's still so much more unraveling for me that's coming and so much more transformation that's still coming. And I wake up every morning. I've done a disc assessment and those that are maybe not familiar with a disc, it's like Myers-Briggs. It's like a personality test. And I'm a high D, high I, so I'm a dominant and influencer, but my driver is altruism. So I want to make the world a better place. And I do wake up every morning. I do a practice of kundalini yoga, which moves all my chakra energy and I meditate. And meditation has been one of the best game changers for me because it's not about avoiding what you're feeling. It's about actually acknowledging what you're feeling without judgment, but it grounds me in the morning so that I can show up and be love every day and, and show up and be the leader that I want to be. But it also in the morning gives me some reflective time to say, not only what am I doing today, but what am I doing in the future? I stopped publicly speaking this last year to acquire this property. Public speaking and talking to women leaders on how to tap into full capacity thinking, which is tapping into your head, your heart, and your gut so that you can operate in your brilliance and be the highest, most authentic version of yourself. And as I was doing that, and I thought I was showing up as the highest, most authentic version of myself, I didn't even realize that I was only just beginning. And so I want to do a lot more public speaking because I know when I have done speaking that it really does impact women to even just go back and sit with themselves to make the change that's necessary. And a lot of that is just 
taking a pause and really checking in. So I think more public speaking for me, for sure. I would absolutely like to grow, will grow this brand to be a massive powerhouse where we are in every store around the country and and growing a business where we're elevating so many women, not just elevating them, because again, I don't want it to be just about what your title is, but I want women to work for a company where they can show up as their authentic self and feel loved and feel seen and heard and valued. And maybe we do more of this. Maybe we buy another property and replicate this in different parts of the country. I don't see why we wouldn't do that and give people opportunities to come in and to be a part of something that's bigger than themselves. When you get older, speak for myself, it becomes less about job status and title stuff. It becomes more about spending more time with the people you love. How are you showing up in service of service? And um, what kind of impact you're making on the world. Correct. And I think about the world and where we are all the time. Every morning I feel the world and I feel the pain that we are going through in this world. And I try to bring awareness every day to people to just appreciate the beauty around us and to focus more on what we have in common than what divides us and how we can show up and be part of the solution. It's easy to sit back and be frustrated and be mad and to articulate all of that, but how does that make any change? And so I know I'm just beginning. I feel like this new dragonfly that is unraveling and shedding its cast, but I realize that I might be in phase three of those 14 molting states of releasing the shell and finding out what's next. So I'm really excited, even about what I don't know. I'm excited because I'm open and having that contemplative practice every morning where I do. I mean, I have always been a night owl in my my whole life. So in the vein of dreaming bigger, I also sent you a text message. One day, it would be incredible to have a Cabernet because I'm a big cab drinker. I love my big, bold, smooth reds and have a dreaming bigger cab. I commit to you that we will do that. Ah, So cheers to that, Stacey. We can do that because I have this amazing thing called a winery over here Ah. with a bottling line (laughs) and lots and lots of fruit out here. So we can absolutely do that. Thank you. Thank Mm -hmm. you for making so many dreams come true. And I know it's going to be incredible to see the women that we empower and the organization yeah. that we give back to as part of the proceeds from that, from the Dreaming Bigger one. Well, I would also say Dreaming Bigger. I mean, we still have a little space in our property fund. So we raise enough money to close this property, but we still are raising some additional funds for working capital. And if there are women listening that are interested, let us know. It's so important that we get the right kind of people. There's still a, a small opportunity left, a small amount of the $8 million that we raised. So I'm sure anyone listening to your podcast are the right kind of people. Yes. And tell us a little bit too about just the diversity in investors that are there. Yeah. So I mean, that was was so exciting to see the beautiful diversity. We have diversity across the board. I mean, we have, I think we maybe now have like 43 investors, I think over 50% are women of color. So that's really important, but it's really phenomenal the the diversity of investors that we have. And I'm guarantee you, you, you won't find another investment group that looks so beautifully diverse and, and from all over the country. Well, I'm looking forward to our annual yes, uh, dinner that's no, coming yes, up. Yes, in November. What is the makeup of the investors? And what are some of the plans for the, the annual? Oh, the party? Yeah. Uh, well, we're going to definitely do a winemaker dinner. So we're going to have beautiful foods and every course will be 
be paired with our wines. We're also going to be taking people on a property tour, which includes a vineyard tour. So you can really see what's happening in the vineyard with all the different varietals and how we farm. We'll take people into the winery, do some barrel tasting and hoping to have our master sommelier, Emily Wines, out, who's one of the few female master sommeliers in the world. And she was actually the president of the Court of Master Sommeliers and really led the charge when there was a lot of abuse happening by the court, by some of these men. In our country, we made master sommeliers rock stars. And there were a lot of men that were abusing the women that they were mentoring and bringing up. She has righted that ship. And yes, her last name is Wines. Uh, she'll pull out her <laughs> seventh grade yearbook to show that it's always been Wines. And so we might do some barrel tasting and kind of show like we're, we're drinking with Riedel glasses right now. And, and this brand of wine or glasses, like literally with a different edge, it puts the wine in a different part of your palate. And so we'll kind of educate people on that. We've got a phenomenal band called the Dirty Cello coming in so that we can dance and have a great time. And we'll do, definitely do a business meeting, but we we need we want everyone to get to know each other because this is a unique group. I just want to again, I have gratitude. I'm ecstatic to be part of this game-changing, disruptive investment. It's not just an investment of money, but it's an investment of love, spirit. It just it feels good and it feels right. And it's, you know, as you'd say, you listen to your head, your heart, and your gut. Mm -hmm. And that's what I listened to when I was like, yes, I'm in. I'm yeah. in. So you're, in <laughs> so you're in alignment. Yeah. Yes. And I think it's an, it's an intentional investment. It felt right. But you also knew that by intentionally doing this investment, it's going to fill your need to make the kind of impact that you want in the world. And that's a beautiful thing. I said earlier, I'd love people to go to tenerelsellers.com, go to the grandreserveinn.com and book your place here. Come here. Oh, it's so beautiful. See what this feels oh. like. First of all, we are all worthy and deserving of a fabulous stay at a five-star inn that is like the Four Seasons all day long here. And we will absolutely cater to every one of your needs and you'll have a phenomenal time. But then when you come here, then you could see that you should be bringing your team back and other people. Mm -hmm. And oh, by, I know my parents are going to love it. Oh, and yeah. My, yeah. My we have amazing chef dinners here that we pair with, you know, with wines. It's just a remarkable getaway. But what's important is that we are, as women, that we are supporting other women. Because truly, I know this is such a simple statement, but when women support women, great things happen. Yes. And we've got to stop tearing each other down. We need to support each other and lift each other up. And I would ask everyone to say, what can I do to support you, not help you? Support brings us together. Help pushes you back, goes, I don't need help. But we all could use some support. And we need to support each other because amazing things will happen in the world when women realize that if we come together, we could change everything tomorrow. So cheers well, to that. I'm thankful for you, Jill Osher, and our uh, Teneral Sellers, and looking forward to sharing this and for the future. Cheers to that, sister. Yeah.